And welcome to Killer Hangover's January Listener Story episode. I'm Bettina. And I'm Beth. I wonder what we do on this episode, Mom. We read listener stories. No! <laughs> <laughs> that we've actually never read before. Nope. You guys send us your stories to our email, killerhangoverpodcast at gmail.com. And my husband, Alex, reads them. He picks which ones we are going to read on the episode. So you're getting our live reactions as we record this. That's right. And if you notice, we only have two this month. Yeah, I was actually looking at this. Why do we only have two? I thought we had more emails come in. Well, happy birthday to you. (gasps) Because this is being released on your birthday, January 7th. And you have had many experiences with the paranormal. I thought it would be fun if you told us some of your experiences. Oh my gosh, the best birthday gift ever. I get to just sit here and talk about myself. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this one time. (laughs) And we're losing listeners. Well, this is going to be fun. Okay, well, before we read the stories we have here, and I get to chat about my experiences, which I don't have any notes, so this is going to be fun. Yeah, we're in it. Okay. For the listeners episode, we really wanted to call out a patron every month. So we have a patron of the month. And Good idea. We also ask the patron of the month what their favorite cocktail is. All right. And who is it in January? January's patron of the month. We should have some like fun music in the background. I know. <laughs> Horns blowing or something. So this month's patron of the month is Keely. Yay, Keely. Yes. And I know why. We had to have her be the patron of the month because she gave us an awesome shout out on the podcast Bloody Murder. Oh my gosh. It was so thrilling. It was so awesome to hear that. Keely, we cannot thank you enough. No, we can't. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Also, the cocktail she sent us. Now, Keely, I have to apologize to you. We could not find the main ingredient. That is prickly pear or something like that. Yeah, prickly pear. That's the one thing we are missing. And I think that's like the main ingredient. And we have to be honest with you. We are recording this in the morning with our cups of coffee. So I didn't think I could, you know, raise two toddlers the rest of the day after this drink you sent us. But. But Keely, I promise you when I find prickly pear, which I now have a mission, we will make this drink. And we will definitely sample it. Well, it sounds delicious. So it hasn't, doesn't have a name either because it looks like she or her sister made it up. <laughs> so we are going to call it the Keeley. Uh, hey, perfect. Okay. So for a Keeley, her directions are put ice in shaker, then one shot of Bacardi dragon fruit, Ooh. one shot vanilla rum, one shot Western Sun Prickly Pear Vodka, about a shot of lemonade or a good squeeze of a lemon, whichever you prefer, and about a half cup Prickly Pear Margarita Mix. Oh, so there's two different Prickly Pears. Yeah, she says just fill the remaining space in the shaker with that Margarita Mix. Okay. Shake and enjoy. She said that her sister recommended she try it frozen. Very cool. So it's kind of a twist on a margarita, it sounds like. Yeah, but with prickly pear. I mean, honestly, okay, that sounds really good. This is like the second time we've run across prickly pear. I think one of the drinks that I made way back called for prickly pear, too. I'm going to find prickly well, pear. Well, our bar <laughs> is definitely growing. 
<laughs> running out of space. But it sounds like we need to add prickly pear to. I think so. If I ever see it, I will get our it. podcast bar. Yep. So cheers, Keely, the patron of the month. Thank you very much. If you guys want to be the patron of the month, you can join us on Patreon. It's five dollars a month. You guys get extra bloopers and episodes early and extra episodes and join us you can find us at that's www.patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash killer hangover podcast and for those of you who are patrons send us your favorite drink you can be the next patron of the month okay so let's read these two stories the first story we have here is from Allie, and it says cheers killer hangover I am so excited I found your podcast. Seriously, two of my all-time favorite topics all rolled into one hour a week with two pretty cool chicks. <laughs> okay, I may be sucking up so that you read my story on your listeners episode. Just a little. <laughs> well, Alex liked it. P.S. Happy birthday, Beth. Did the sucking up work yet? <laughs> yes, it did. P.S. Guys, it's also Alex's birthday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I share his birthday. Alex. But this is about me. Anyway, <laughs> next word is actually, anyway, the story is one that has played over and over in my head, haunting me and my sister till this day. It happened when I was 15 years old. I am in my 30s now. Yeah, let's just go with that. And it still haunts me to this day. Oh. All right. I was on a traveling soccer team and we had an away game on a night that my parents had a date night. Good for them. I can't remember the last time I had a date night, but that may just make for a true crime story in the future. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Me too, girl. Me too. So parents had a date night and we're out. I have three younger siblings. My brother, Kurt, seven, Stephen, 10, and Becca, 12 at the time. So they had a babysitter there with them. Becca and I shared a room down in the basement. The basement was a normal basement. Nothing really say haunting about it, but at the end of the day, it was a basement. You know the kind where you know the kind where you turn off all the lights and sprint up the stairs. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. No one of those. <laughs> anyway, she was down in our room working on homework or possibly just I am in friends, who knows, when I got home from my game. I showered, hung out with the sitter for a little bit. My little brothers went to bed and I went down to bother Becca. I was still on a high from my game and bored. So I started messing with Becca like a good older sister should. You know, playing music loudly, throwing things at her, the norm. (laughs) (laughs) She was getting really pissed off. Naturally, we started bickering with one another. Again, you know, the normal hair pulling sister kind of stuff. LOL, Beth, you mentioned you had a sister, so I assume you know what I'm talking about. Oh, boy. Can I tell you (laughs) stories? (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Katie and I loved our bickering. So we are in the midst of our cat fight when we hear my mom yelling from the top of the stairs. Girls, we're home. It's time for lights out. My sister, being the ever angelic one of my siblings, quickly turned lights out and went to bed. I, on the other hand, wanted to chat with my parents a bit about my soccer game that night. Really just wanted to avoid the dreaded bedtime. I went upstairs to find that my parents weren't home. What? And the sitter was sitting in the room with my youngest brother, Kurt, trying to get him to sleep. Oh, my gosh. What? And they both heard it. Yeah. 
To this day, my sister and I can't make any sense of the voice we heard yelling down the stairs to us. We questioned the sitter over and over, and she claimed to never yell down the stairs, and she never heard anyone yelling either. And what I can't get over was that it was so clearly my mother's voice. Oh, my gosh. That is terrifying. That is so spooky. I wonder if more things happened, though. I mean, obviously, she just wrote this, but I guess I should read on. Thanks again for such a wonderful podcast. You're such a great escape from my day to day. I really appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Allie. Oh, thank you, Allie. Yes. That is scary. Yeah. To think you hear your mom and then it's not your mom. What was it? And, and they both heard it. And clear as day, it sounds like. Clear as night. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Ooh, thanks, Allie. That was spooky. Yeah, I wonder if anything else ever happened. Hmm. Well, Allie, you just have to write in again and tell us. <laughs> yep. I guess it's my turn now. Okay. Hello, Beth, Bettina, and your podcast pups. Oh! <laughs> Who are have... snoozing away. Yeah, we only have two in here right now, but... Yeah, a third is upstairs begging for scraps for breakfast. <laughs> from breakfast. <laughs> and Alex, since you read these first. Yeah! Well, thanks for remembering him. My name is Sarah, and I do have a story for you. My dad is in the military and we moved quite a lot. We usually moved into very old, I mean, very old homes. Yeah, I can relate to that. From what I gathered from your podcast, you two know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yep. See, we never we read do. these ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> I have had a lot of paranormal experiences in many of the homes we have lived in. It just became part of life when we moved, getting used to the house Getting introduced to new friends and new spirits. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> when I was around 10, we moved to this old townhome of sorts in Pennsylvania on a base called Carly, Carlisle? Carlisle Barracks. That's where I lived. Oh, that's right. I lived there when I was a freshman in high school. Yep. That place is super haunted. You've had a few experiences there yourself. Oh, my gosh. Okay, mom, keep reading. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I believe we only lived there for a year, but it was a year filled with lots of paranormal activity. Well, jeez, oh. I don't know if I could handle that. The whole base used to be used as a Native American school back in the day. I'm not 100% on all the history because I was so young when we lived there, but that is what I remember. And the house we lived in was part of the school where young Native American children used to learn. Oh, I kind of know where she's talking about. Sorry, go on. I'll stop talking. <laughs> My talking's at the end. Sorry, Sarah. Carlisle Barracks is all really haunted. Mm -hmm. But chatting with my new friends in the neighborhood, I learned that our house was one of the most haunted. Oh, great. Love oh. that kind of news. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we would wake up in the early morning to the smell of breakfast. I mean, a full course meal. Oh, my gosh. Bacon, fresh bread, coffee, the whole nine yards. <gasps> but over time, we would just roll over and go back to sleep because we came to learn... That mom wasn't treating us to this gourmet <laughs> breakfast. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The kitchen would be cold and empty whenever we had gone to look. Oh, oh. how terrible. I'd wake up so hungry every morning. Can you imagine the smell of bacon? Oh, my And you're hungry on gosh. top of that. Jeez, Louise. That is... <laughs> we also noticed that whatever spirit resided in our home loved shoes. <gasps> 
Oh my gosh, I have a personal story. I'm making a mental note of. Okay, sorry. Go on. Shoes would go missing all of the time. I mean, there were seven of us living there. There were a lot of shoes to keep track of, but inevitably, shoes were always disappearing and reappearing all over the house. <laughs> but they would reappear in the oddest of places. I mean, I was 10 and not the most responsible little one, <laughs> but I can't remember the last time I would take my shoes off and store them in the shower. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Whispers and footsteps at all hours of the day and night were constant in that house. The sound of dribbling balls or toys being played with was always something we heard coming from the living room late into the oh, evening. Gosh. Oh, jeez! These are just some of my experiences there. Like I said, the whole barracks was supposedly very haunted. Maybe you can do another Pennsylvania episode and cover Carlisle. Oh, oh, I'll just chat about it right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear more stories from there, possibly similar to mine. I found your podcast about a month ago. At first, I just picked and chose which state I wanted to hear about, but I soon found myself binging on all of your episodes in one gulp. <laughs> oh, it's like mom with her binging. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible. <laughs> your podcast is so wonderful. Oh, thank you very Aww. much, Sarah. Thank you so much for the fun every week. I thoroughly enjoy the laughs and how it feels like we're all sitting around the dining room table with a glass of wine just chatting. Thanks for your hard work and your research and cheers, Sarah. Oh, Sarah. Thank you very much. I love when people say that, that it sounds like we're just all sitting around at the kitchen table drinking our orange juice or whatever, drinking our mimosas <laughs> and chatting. <laughs> all right. You're up, girl. Oh, gosh. Well, I lived in Carlisle when I was a freshman in high school with my dad, my stepmom, and my younger half-brother and twin sisters. And... Oh, I think I shared the story on the podcast. We lived in this little house that I was, I, my room was up in the attic <laughs> and I looked down the stairs leading from my room and I saw a Native American boy, clear as yeah, day, a little boy, yeah. walking into the bathroom. You did. Show, yeah. So Sarah's right. The whole area was used as like a Native American school. I don't really like having notes, having to tell stories. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just tell now that I'm on the spot, I'm like all nervous. <laughs> It was all good in theory, mom. <laughs> um, it's funny that she mentions the shoes because I had a friend. I had the biggest crush on him, but his house was super haunted and he lived in kind of like a town a townhome of sorts there on the barracks too. And their shoes would go missing all the time. What if it's the same one? I wonder because it was a small barracks. It's a small post. That would be so weird if it was the same yeah. ta same town home. That would be really weird. But he was going to, he was like a, I was a freshman in high school and he was probably a junior and he played lacrosse. He was going to a lacrosse game or some kind of a game and he needed his cleats and he could not find him. And this ghost would always, you know, supposedly hide his shoes. So he actually started like yelling, like, where are my shoes? I'm going to be late. Stop taking my shoes. You know, just like yelling. And when he was done yelling, he heard crying. Oh, I know. Oh, that story really stuck with me. Breaking. I know. He felt really bad. I think he ended up like using his dad's cleats or something. But when he came back, his cleats were in his room. Oh, my God. I know. He hurt the little ghost feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not like a personal story, but that story always really stuck with me because... I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. The ghost had feelings. 
man, he hurt them. (laughs) I guess a personal, I mean, I could talk about things that happened at Carlisle all day long. There was this really, now this post was built like way back in the day and they had these huge homes where the general, it's a teaching barracks Mm -hmm. and the general's, or the general, or, you know, higher rankings would live in these. I mean, these homes were huge. And one of my really good friends, and it's just funny how small the army world is. Her name was Catherine. And she and I actually met in Virginia when I was in middle school. And I'd go and stay with my dad for the summers. Mm-hmm. And then she, her dad was the general there on post. And she moved to Carlisle. Oh, when I was cool. there as a freshman. So she lived in one of those really big, beautiful old homes and things used to happen in that house all the time. And we were really into paranormal stuff together <laughs> and we did like paranormal tours and cause her dad was the general. I got some extra, like we go on some really cool tours with um, historians and stuff. Uh-huh. And one of the tours we did was the old hospital back in like the civil war. And they were telling us about the history of the place And as we were standing at the staircase that would lead downstairs into what used to be the morgue, we were running um, EVP. When we listened to it back, there was a response. They asked, like, who's down here with us? And it said, I am. Oh. Like, clear as day. And I remember that kind of being my obsession starting. was like, I'd always been into the paranormal, but that's where it's like, I want to do more of these investigations. Like, that Mm -hmm. was so cool. We learned a lot about like like across the street from the officers club. There was always a woman in white, always seen like looking for her husband from the Civil that War. Woman searches everywhere. I mean, <laughs> this woman is miserable. She needs an antidepressant or something. <laughs> she gets Bottle around. <laughs> <laughs> she is sad. <laughs> but there was one of those really big homes. I remember overhearing Catherine's mom or like some of the women talking about it. This general and his family moved in and a lot of those homes have like paintings or some of the furniture that stays with the home. Mm -hmm. And there was a really old painting from back in the Civil War of an officer that had used to live in that home hanging in the hallway. Well, she wanted to move it. She wanted to put a family picture there. And so she moved the officer's picture. And I think she put it like in the living room near the fireplace or she just moved it. But the family picture that she had hung up there always fell down. It kept falling down. Oh, it would fall down. She'd fix the frame. She'd fix the glass, but it would always fall down. And so she ended up moving the officer's picture back there by the stairs and it stayed up. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) That's really weird. But I remember hearing like the women talking about this, you know, trying to keep the kids away while they're talking about this. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. (laughs) Jeez. I don't know. The whole place is so old. There was just so much history there. I remember sleeping over at my girlfriend's house and we were going to have ice cream and we couldn't find the ice cream scoop. And her mom was mad at us because she thought that we had, you know, misplaced it. And so she made us look for it. and We could not find this ice cream scoop. And we ended up, you know, just grabbing a spoon and getting the ice cream and going on our merry way. (laughs) And, you know, her mom was like, you girls need to find this ice cream scoop. And we just never could. Well, that next morning when we got up for breakfast, the ice cream scoop was sitting on the oven. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it, nobody had put it there. Nobody had like found it and put it there. I guess a true crime story I could tell from Carlisle too. Okay. So there was like this small creek that ran through the barracks. 
I ran to like this old mill, which is where, I mean, when people talk about having to walk miles in the snow to get to school, mm-hmm. I actually had to do that. So the bus stop was, I went uphill to, both ways. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, my school was off the barracks. I went to a private Catholic school, Trinity high school, and the bus ride there was 40 minutes in itself. But to get to the bus stop, we had to walk off the barracks and like, it's Pennsylvania. It snowed. And I'm in a Catholic girl's <laughs> skirt. And I have my sweats underneath and my big coat and everything. But I had to literally walk uphill and then by the old mill that always gave me the heebie-jeebies over this creek and through. Through the woods. Through the woods <laughs> and everything. Go through the gate. Wait outside in the cold for the bus that was always late. And then ride on the bus with no heat on this dang bus. 40 minutes to get to school. And then you walked back home and it was uphill too? Yes. (laughs) And this time there was a river and (laughs) you had to avoid the alligators. And you had to walk through the mill, not by it. Anyway, but there was a neighborhood that I'd have to walk through to get to this mill and get out of the post. And there was a house there that was empty. And all of us teenagers, of course, talked about why it was empty. Mm -hmm. So apparently... This guy killed his wife in the basement of this house and then put her body in the creek. And Mm. we searched it like we knew it was true. It It wasn't just. And this post, like Sarah said, I think you only live there for a year. It's a school. So you're only there for a year Mm -hmm. because people kind of go through there for a year or two. Mm -hmm. They kept that. They'd keep that home empty for a while until everybody kind of filters out. And then they'd start moving people into it. People that know this. Right. You. I wonder if they tell the people. No. Eventually. No? No. We're moving because they force people to move into their homes anyway with the military, they do. right? You don't have a choice. You're assigned that house, that building. Oh. So we, of course, because we're nosy teenagers, when poked around that house a lot. And I remember seeing red on the walls. Now, of course, this is probably just like <laughs> paint or something. And in my mind, I've probably like exaggerated it a lot. But I remember blood splattered on the walls. <laughs> But I think that's just my mind making it up. Probably. I'm but sure they would clean it. There was this really, 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 really old house there on the barracks. How old was it? Really, really like, old? Like add a few extras. Okay. And this is not haunting or paranormal or true crime. I guess it is true crime because I broke the law, but we went into it. And it had like, they opened it up, I believe, for Halloween or something later on after we moved but it had like hidden passageways and it was used for the underground railroad so it had this like slide from a hidden door behind bookcases and stuff so i remember getting into that as a kid and like exploring this house it was yeah who wouldn't wow really cool sarah's got me all thinking about carlisle but but you have had other experiences for instance i'm looking at these bookshelves that i gave you oh my gosh that's right have we not shared that? I don't know. I don't think so. My grandmama, my mom's mom, is always around me. Yeah, weird thing. But she's always around me. I have had many readings by psychic mediums and they were psychics and they will always say there is a woman dressed in white and black or all white that is standing behind you. And she that's all and she And that wore. is all my grandmother wore. My grandmama never wore color ever she always wore black and white yep and she always had her hair up in a twist in a french (laughs) twist and they will say that too her hair is up and she's standing behind you 
every time I've had a reading done. You guys were really close, so it doesn't we surprise were, me. But these book cases. Well, we should say my mother passed away in 2008. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So she's been gone a little while. Yeah, and I... I'll still never forget the day you told me when she passed away. I was walking home. I was walking back to my dorm from the cafeteria and you called me. You just said, hey, Bethy, what are you up to? And I knew. And that's like all you said to me was, hey, Bethy, what are you up to? And I fell to the ground and I just, I knew. I just knew. Huh. Right in that moment. I just, I don't know. She was my soul sister. (laughs) (laughs) She was. I think I probably knew her in multiple lives. She um, she was an interesting lady. She was. She was German. Mm-hmm. And Talked a very strong German accent. Yeah. Jawohl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elisabeth. Elisabeth. <laughs> Bubbles. Bubbles. And she'd always say I was going to be a model one day, which I don't know what the <laughs> heck she was talking about. <laughs> when I was little, I know I was like super skinny and like. Not even that tall. But. You're a model mother and a model wife. Oh, boy. Oh, mom. Oh, God. So anyway, talk about these bookshelves. Okay. So these were bookcases that belonged to my grandmama. And my mom gave them to me when Alex and I moved into our very first apartment. And ever since then, she's always been with me. But now she's like, huh, I want you to know I'm here. Because we always had them in our extra room we had like a guest room of sorts or an mm-hmm. office and we had them in that extra second room and I would smell her perfume in that room at all times. Like I would just be sitting on the couch in the living room next to that room and I'd be watching TV and all of a sudden it would just be like this whiff of the perfume that came out of that room. And you smelt it too. I did. I thought she was doing her best thing, kind of making things up. Because I would tell mom, like, oh, grandma's here again. I can smell her. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Because I used to stay in that room and I never smelt her. Yeah. Well. And then that one time I came and I walked into that room and we hadn't talked about it for a while. Mm-mm. And I walked into that room and it was like, what the heck? I smell that perfume. And I walked out. And as soon as you pass the threshold, there's no it's smell. Gone. And it was a gone. strong And then you perfume. turn around and you walk back in the room and boom, it's there again. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing of my mother's there that would... Besides these bookcases, but That no. would have a perfume smell. Mm-mm. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Yeah. And it happens a few times after Aiden's tonsil surgery, actually just a couple months ago. He was sitting up in his bed. He had a really hard recovery after his tonsils were taken out. And he's finally sitting up in his bed and... He looks at me and he goes, mommy, what's that flower smell? What's that pretty smell? And sure enough, it was grandma's perfume in his hospital room. Oh, my gosh. I never told you that. Uh -uh. Oh, my gosh. It was he called it out right then and there. And it was clear as day hers. And I even went as far as looking out into the hallway to see if like somebody had walked by. But this was like two or three in the morning. Oh, weird. And there was. It was actually really interesting because it was all male nurses and male staff starting at like whenever they switched shifts. Right. At two or whatever time it was. So no males would be wearing this flowery perfume. Right. Interesting. Oh, how about the one time in the house? In what house? Um, the one where you sensed her or heard her in the kitchen? Oh my gosh, I heard her laughing. She had a very clear laugh. Mm-hmm. It was a very loud laugh, yeah. And I heard her laughing in the kitchen and mom's dog at the time, Frodo, little miniature schnauzer, rest in peace, little guy. 
he even turned to it like he heard it and he even kind of ran into the kitchen to see what it was and we heard the screen door in the back like close but it didn't really close i mean no it was almost like she came in laughed at me and then left walked out i guess i don't know and frodo kind of followed yeah from what you said frodo kind of followed like where she was well and that made me feel like i wasn't crazy like we both heard it he went with me (laughs) as long as the dog tells you that it's true (laughs) oh my gosh yeah i totally forgot about that all right now we do have to talk about the time you called me and you were on your way back oh my gosh alex is beating his head against the wall right now do we really have to share this story oh we do because it is so funny it is so funny so first of all where did you go Herman, Missouri. And you drank a lot of adult beverages. Well, we had wine. spent the whole weekend drinking wine, but our train didn't come pick us up until like seven or eight that last night. And we decided to spend the rest of the day at the brewery. So I had a was, lot of beer. There's a lot of beer. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm embarrassed. I'm going to talk about oh, my side of it. Oh, you Alex just beating his head against the brick outside. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. So, Okay. My husband and I are going to our son's football banquet. And we're walking walking to the school and Beth calls me. She is irate. I mean, she is <laughs> going over the top. She says, Mom, Mom, I don't know what to do. There's <laughs> a woman from Herman followed me on the train. And I'm like, <laughs> what? She goes, <laughs> a woman. Is sitting across the aisle from me. She followed me on the train. Okay. <laughs> she needs a ride. And she's like, no, you don't get it. She's a ghost. <laughs> she's dressed in period time, like old time. She's wearing old time dress and a little cloak and a bonnet. And she's sitting across from me and she keeps staring at me. Mom, I don't know what to do. Okay. <laughs> my gosh and I'm like what are you talking about she goes yeah Alex and I are walking down the street and we pass this yard and I saw all these people in it dressed in old time and Alex didn't see anything and what do I do about this lady okay by this time we've reached the school we've reached the banquet hall (laughs) and I'm on a train filled with people (laughs) and I said Tom go ahead I've got to talk Beth through this And I said, okay, you need to look at her and you need to tell her or ask her what she wants. Does she want anything from you? And I'm imagining my daughter talking to an empty seat. I'm like, okay, if it works, it works. Ask her what she wants. If she doesn't reply, tell her to go back home. She doesn't want to go home with you. She needs to go back home. I'm crying right now. And Beth calls me a little while later. I go out of the banquet hall and I answer the call. And she says, Mom, it worked. (laughs) I asked her what she wanted. And she just nodded her head and smiled at me. And then I told her to go home and she just vanished. (laughs) And then I wish Alex was here to tell his side of the story because here I am like, crying and on oh the phone with my mom and just crying and I'm scared and I'm crying and then all of a sudden I look up and I stare at the wall in front of him and I say what do you want <laughs> <laughs> 
And this poor man, this was our one year wedding anniversary. <laughs> and this poor man is like, where's the divorce papers? <laughs> I want out of this marriage. Whackadoodle. <laughs> You want to go home? Okay, I'm gonna back up and tell my version of this story because to this day, to appease my husband, I just say I'm drunk. But I think because I was drunk, it did emphasize whatever gift I have because it started when we were in the brewery. Okay, before all the beers (laughs) started flowing, so. I'm totally drawing a blank on what this brewery is. There's only like one in town. It's this teeny tiny little German village, like old German town and tons of awesome wineries. It's a really great place if you're ever in Missouri to go. But anyway, so we're in this brewery and I the bathrooms are in the basement of this super old brewery. And I go down into the basement and I use the restroom and I'm going to wash my hands and to go out of the room, you have to like kind of curve out this winding hall to get out of the woman's bathroom okay. and it's i mean not to be zach baggins here but it's all the original stone and like limestone and everything that oh, makes up these the walls and those i i honestly am a big believer in the stone theory like those are they soak it up they soak it up anyway so i'm leaving the woman's bathroom and i i literally run like into a man in the woman's bathroom. I didn't like run into him, but I see this man standing for me to leave the woman's restroom. And I'm like, oh, my, oh shit. Am I in the men's bathroom? <laughs> and it started there. I mean, I've done that before, but I was like, oh crap. And I was just like, oh, excuse me. Like, I'm sorry. And I leave and I turn and look at the door. I was like, okay, that was the woman's bathroom. Why is there a man in there? So I'm coming. I have to go all the way back upstairs to where Alex was at the brewery. And which there was like nothing to do there because it was really cold and we were playing like they had like board games and all these random little pieces. (laughs) And so we made up our own board game while we were drinking. But anyway, so I'm going back up to go meet with him. And at the top of the stairs, they have all these pictures from the original brewery and like, you know, how they used to make beer and all that kind of stuff. And I'm kind of looking at them as I'm walking down the hallway to go meet up, you know, find Alex at the table with our made up board game. And there's a picture. And it fits the description. It looks exactly like the man that was in the bathroom. Oh. And it was the original owner of the brewery. The man who created the brewery. Okay, that's weird. And I'm like, one beer in at this point. I think we were doing a sample, but, you know, not too far in. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And that's where it started. (laughs) So then we're walking around waiting for the train. Mm-hmm. And we're walking by the river, another source of spirits. Oh my God, she's laughing at me already. And we go by this old house, this big house is right on Main Street there. And yeah, I definitely saw what looked like women and men in like old timey fashion clothes. And I'm like, Alex, do you see this? And by this point, he's like, done. <laughs> He'd heard about the man in the bathroom probably a million times at this point already. Now, all of a sudden, I'm seeing these people. And we turn to walk back to the train because we hear it coming. So we're going back to the train station. And this woman just started following me. (laughs) Out of the yard? Yeah. In, like, period clothing. And I was like, Alex, do you not see this? And it was just so real to me. I probably was very drunk. But (laughs) it just seemed very real. Interesting story, though. We went back to Herman, Missouri last year for our seven-year anniversary, 
with our best friends, Adam and Billy, and we went back to that brewery and I asked them there, is this place haunted? And they said, oh, absolutely. I will not close up by myself. Oh. And I said, basement. where do you normally see the spirits? Where are normally spirits? And they go, always in the basement, always in the bathrooms. Oh, I believe you saw that. That I do believe. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't believe the people having croquet in the yard or whatever they were doing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then the woman casually walking out the gate. That was probably in. a few flights in here, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, All right. Alex's. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Here are the divorce papers again. <laughs> Alex like made me promise I never talk about that story again. And here we are. Yeah. I guess that's enough about me. You guys sick of me yet? <laughs> One of these days we are going to talk about our experiences in Atchison. I was going to start doing that, but I think that's going to be its own episode. Yeah, I think so too, because we've both had very vivid, I mean, weird experiences. My so. dorm room was exercised not with weights either <laughs> anyway enough about me send us your stories please hangover podcast <laughs> at gmail.com oh my gosh keep them coming though we love to hear your guys' stories and patreon short send your drinks. long whatever yeah these weren't very long so uh, yeah perfect take 10 minutes out of your busy schedules and write up your story and send them our way. Yes, please. Every seventh of the month, we will read your stories. All right. Well, my coffee's gone. It's so time to mine. switch to mimosas. <laughs> no, not yet, darling. All righty. Well, cheers, Mama. Cheers. Love you, kid. Happy birthday. <laughs>